Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Friday, July the 8th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. Earlier today, the former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated. It's obviously a global event, a tragic event. Today, our president, President Biden, was addressing it, among other things. Our president actually did two things today that are noteworthy. One is that he was reading a teleprompter about the assassination and about some other issues, and he read the notes on the teleprompter that were meant for him, but were not meant to be read aloud. Things like, read the quote. He read out loud as if they were part of the text. It's not the first time he's done it. But also in his entire presentation, and it had to do with an executive order actually that he signed today regarding abortion, which is the second part of what I want to talk about, he seemed muddled and having difficulty expressing himself. And this is an ever-increasing problem with him. And despite the fact that people go on talk shows and say that they work for the administration and he's sharp and he's, his wife says that he's lucid and he's engaged and he's working hard, they want you to believe what your eyes see and what your ears hear are false. They want you to deny your own reality. They want you to deny thinking for yourself because you can't come to any other conclusion watching this man than to conclude that he is seriously cognitively impaired. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's dementia. I don't know if it's Alzheimer's. I don't know if it's just old age. I don't know what it is. I think he had a stroke at some point or, or a tumor not too long ago, whatever, maybe the result of that. I don't know what it is. I just know that it is. And no one can tell me otherwise. As part of him addressing the assassination of the former prime minister of Japan, our president said that it was the first time a gun had ever been used in Japan to kill someone. Now, maybe he meant to say that it was the first time a gun had ever been used to assassinate a public figure. I don't know, because number one, I don't even know if that's factually correct or incorrect. I don't know Japan's political history well enough to know. But I do know that what he said was absurd. And only if you are cognitively impaired or deficient in some way, would you let that statement go out of your mouth and not correct it. And I say that because I come on here three days a week for 20 minutes at a time, and I've done land-based radio, terrestrial radio in my life, and I've done podcasting at other times in my life. And I know when I'm speaking... When I say something that isn't exactly what I intended to say, and I correct myself immediately because my ears hear what's coming out of my mouth and my brain knows that that's not what the intention was. He can't do that 
because he's reading everything and what he's not reading, well, he's not reading everything, he's reading most. And there's an example of me correcting myself in the moment, realizing I said something that was inaccurate. He isn't reading everything. He's reading most of it. And what he doesn't read, he fumbles. What he doesn't read, he gets himself and his administration in trouble over because he can't ad lib because he doesn't have the cognitive ability to ad lib anymore, assuming he ever did. The other thing that he did today was sign an executive order, as I said, that is attempting the, quote, go around, end quote, that he said he would look for immediately following the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs. He is not only attempting to circumvent the highest court in the land that rules on federal law and establishes precedent for federal law, he's not only attempting to go around, as he calls it, a go-around, he's also, by his words and his focus, heightening the likelihood of the occurrence of a deadly and tragic event. And I'm seriously concerned about this because these Supreme Court justices are having their lives threatened. They're having their private homes assaulted. They're having their authority under the Constitution undermined by what this president is saying and doing. And because I truly believe and have concluded based on what my own eyes see and my own ears hear, that this president doesn't know what he's doing, and it isn't really him that's creating the problem. It's those who are pulling the strings of the puppet that he is. I don't know who those people are. I do know that Kamala Harris is standing in the wings, chomping at the bit, waiting to get into that Oval Office and behind that Resolute Desk. You can almost see it visibly pulsating off of her as she stands behind him when he makes these idiotic public statements. You can sort of see her cringe and at the same time glee almost comes off of her because she knows she's next. She's next in line. And she isn't going to have to wait for a public to elect or not elect her. She's going to get it by default because he can't conceivably finish out his term. I want to get back to the things he's saying and doing. You know, Brett Kavanaugh, Associate Justice Kavanaugh, on Sunday had to leave Morton's restaurant in Washington, D.C., where he was dining with his family for dinner. He had to leave because leftist agitators spotted him and his family there, amassed at the restaurant, and created such a scene and danger that the restaurant had to get he and his wife out the and his family out the back door of the restaurant, out a back alley, in order to protect them. And idiots like Keith Oberman and others on Twitter said things today like, well, if there's no right to abortion in the Constitution, then there's no right to have your dinner at a restaurant either. I mean, you have to be really stupid to have that be your logic or your best argument because constitutionally, you do have a right to have dinner at a a public restaurant. You have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have the right to freedom of assembly. You have the right not to be accosted or assaulted or threatened. You have not only constitutional rights to those things, you have law that establishes protection, particularly for these justices. 
And yet this president is doing everything he can not to calm the seas, but to agitate them. I find it absolutely comedic that the January 6th commission has been at it since shortly after January 6th. And all they're hanging it on is that Donald Trump incited violence. He incited what happened by what he said. Well, I heard him say, go peacefully to go peacefully and be heard, number one. But put that aside for a moment. Let's not quibble over exactly how he may have caused those people to behave in the way in which they did. When you have the president of the United States, as he did today, aggressively and actively saying that the Supreme Court did not make a decision based on the Constitution. He said that. He said they made a political decision. He said it was a terrible decision. He said it was an antiquated decision. I think he said it was a throwback to like the 1950s or 60s or whatever he said, which is ridiculous because A, they made a highly constitutional decision. In fact, Roe was unconstitutional for the very reason that the Supreme Court ruled on something it had no authority to rule on under the Constitution. It was also not a throwback or an antiquated mindset that wrote the opinion in Dobbs. Because if anything, science has progressed since Roe. Babies are now kept alive from 26 weeks outside the womb. If anything, they are humans and alive. If you can deliver a baby at 26 weeks, and if science and medical technology can keep that baby alive, that baby's a human. And so if anything, science is more in support of the fact that what's inside of a woman's womb is, in fact, a human being who deserves all of the protections of the Constitution, including the Equal Protection Clause. This is a president who isn't being encouraged by those around him to go public and say that we need to tamp down the anger. We need to legally and constitutionally and civilly address those things with which we disagree. To the contrary, the people around this president are encouraging him to do and say things that are only whipping up those who are already at a high fever pitch of rage and anger over reasoning that isn't rational, that isn't logical, and that isn't constitutional. It's just emotional. I do believe there are some very bad and dangerous people who are manipulating this president. Now, I'm not relieving him of responsibility. He sought the position. He's in the position. As the saying goes, the buck stops here. But I do think that there has to be a little bit of leeway for the fact that he doesn't have all his faculties. And the people around him, including his wife and his children, or his, certainly his son and his wife, and probably his brother, who have profited enormously from his public service for these 40-some years, are using him. They're not protecting him. They're allowing this to go on. And even if they themselves were compromised, because you and I have no idea what it takes to get to high political office in this country and the things that must be known about people and the ways of keeping people behaving the way you want them to behave are probably beyond our own imaginations. But even if a Hunter Biden or a Jill Biden or his brother, I forget his name, even if those people themselves are compromised, 
you would think that one of them has the courage to stand up and say, even if I risk my own well-being, what's being done to my husband, father, brother, whatever, is inhumane. But no, they're all silent because they're all still benefiting. And they all are cowards. They lack the courage it takes to stand for what is right, what is good, and what is true. And what it is costing us as a nation may be irretrievable. This president, through those people who are pulling the strings, have opened our southern border to an influx of danger. The people around this president who are pulling the strings have wrecked the economy. The people around this president who are pulling the strings have made us the laughingstock of foreign policy. The assassination of the former prime minister of Japan may not be an isolated incident that is confined to the borders of Japan. The assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, the Austrian royal, was the triggering event for World War I. I hope that the assassination of Abe is not a triggering global event. But we're in a very precarious global situation. Ukraine is a very precarious global situation. There are only so many sparks before one of them will catch and there will be a blazing fire. And this president and the people around him who are pulling the strings and causing him to act have begun to deplete our strategic oil reserves to the point of a million barrels a day. Why? Allegedly to bring down gas prices, but we've shipped a lot of that to Europe and Asia, including China, and including a Chinese company that Hunter Biden has a billion dollar plus stake in. The accusations that the Trump family was corrupt in some way are laughable if you look at the Biden family. But no one wants to look at the Biden family who's in a position of power because the people in the positions of power are benefiting from the corruption. They're benefiting from the greed. They're benefiting at the cost of the United States and its future. You know, it's not so different than feudal Europe. When you had the king, let's do Robin Hood. When you had the king and the sheriff of Nottingham, and then you had Robin Hood. So the king was the tyrant. The sheriff of Nottingham was his enforcer. And along came Robin Hood, who stood for everything good and true, and who had the courage to stand up to it all. I think we have a king. I think we have a puppet king, but I think we have a king. He acts like a king, Joe Biden. He states blatantly that he wants to create a go-around for the highest court in the land. He refuses to protect the nation by refusing to enforce immigration law. He locked us all up for a year and a half and wrecked the economy and the supply chain and didn't do a whole lot to handle the virus in the process. I think we have a king, a puppet king. I guess if we have a sheriff of Nottingham, it's probably the position is jointly held by Alejandro Mayorkas, our head of Homeland Security, and Merrick Garland, our completely incompetent attorney general. But who's Robin Hood? Where is Robin Hood? You know, if you're an Ayn Rand follower, you want to know who is John Galt. But I'll make it less literary for those who only watch movies. Where's our Robin Hood? Maybe there's a little of it in Elon Musk. 
Today, he's withdrawing his offer to buy Twitter because he says Twitter is deceitful and won't indicate how many fake accounts they have. And they appear to have many more than they've admitted to based on his discovery in his efforts to do due diligence and buy Twitter. So he's withdrawing. He's attempted to go to to Mars. He created an astonishing electric vehicle. He has helped Ukraine with Starlink that kept Ukraine from not only being able not to communicate within its own borders, but also use Starlink to intercept incoming Russian missiles. So maybe there's a little Robin Hood in Elon Musk. But as I always say, no one person is going to save us from what's going on around us. You have to believe your own eyes and your own ears. You have to think for yourself And you have to trust that you're able to discern fact from fiction. And so each one of us needs to be Robin Hood. If we hope to pull ourselves out of this modern day version of the feudal system, where a few elite, the king and those around him, hold all the wealth and hold all the power. Those were the lords. Now we have tech and the financial CEOs the investment bankers and the mega retailers and the social media giants. We have those people who are our lords. So we have the king and we have our lords. And as I said, we have the sheriff of Nottingham. And then there are the serfs. Well, guess what? We are them. We are the serfs. We're being manipulated. We're being enslaved. We're being lied to. And we're being terrorized when we dare to speak up. I don't know if you saw the story in New York this past week, but an immigrant who's been working for 30 or 40 years in a convenience store at night, diligently working, a young black woman came in and she wanted to buy potato chips late at night. And she gave her food stamp card, but there was nothing left on it for the month. So the clerk wouldn't sell it to her. She left. A few minutes later, her black boyfriend came back and he yelled at, terrorized, and physically assaulted, assault and battery, this immigrant who was working the night shift. The immigrant finally pulled out a knife, stabbed the young man twice, and he later died in the hospital. Guess who's been arrested and charged with homicide? The clerk. Thank you to the George Soros district attorney who is on the side of the king, on the side of the sheriff of Nottingham, and who doesn't give a damn about the serfs, about the people. I'm telling you, you need to be Robin Hood. I need to be Robin Hood. We need to figure out and we need to act fast because this is going in the wrong direction way too rapidly. And this president's refusal or inability or competence or gross negligence that is preventing him or his puppet masters that are preventing him from asking the country to step back for a moment, calm down and take it easy, is I'm afraid going to lead not to a foreign assassination, but to a violent act against a public figure in this country. I pray that I am wrong. I pray for all of those who stand for justice and liberty, the Constitution and the Constitutional Republic that we live in. I pray for the highest good, but as I like to say, I'm an optimistic catastrophist. 
I also know what we're capable of when we're not acting in our highest selves and when we give up the things I often talk about, personal autonomy, personal responsibility, and free will. Take all three of them back and reach into your quiver, find your arrow, and be Robin Hood. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back here again on Monday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.